This week on the Twenty Four Seven Marriage Podcast, you have to you have to begin to see your husband, see your man as the man he is becoming, not maybe who he is、okay. right now.、Yeah. Hey, welcome to Twenty Four Seven Marriage Podcast. My name is Javier. I'm Shannon, and she's Shannon Pookie. <laughs> <gasps> Don't tell them our secret names. So, I hope everybody is doing well.、Uh, we are still in beautiful California, making our way out here soon. We have a boot camp、loose. in a couple days. I'm super excited. Yeah, so there's a boot camp coming up, so that'll be exciting.、Uh, we love working with our couples. It's the first one of the year, and then the next one will be in Tennessee. And then we're actually thinking about North South South Carolina. I think about South, South Carolina. Carolina. And then we'll kind of yeah figure out what's next after that. We're gonna try to get them planned out for this year. That's the hope, so we can kind of get to yeah some of these areas.、Uh, where if you're listening to this、so. and you're in the Tennessee area, we still have three spaces left. So yeah, come join us. Click the link in, in our bio. Kentucky's close. Georgia's close. Oh yeah,、like、I forget how small. I forget how small Tennessee that is. That are close by that you can still make it in, and it'll be in、uh, I think Thompson Station, Leapers Fork area. Of, yeah, yeah. Outside of Franklin, so、yep. some great places to. Be and、uh, yeah, hope that you're able to join us. So, Shannon, what's going on? How are you doing?、Mm, I'm、mm. doing great. Are you?、Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy season, and、um, we're but- edging. We're edging closer towards our 30 year mark. Oh, that's right. We're going to me- celebrate 30 years on April 17th. So, if you want to send a happy anniversary, maybe With- we'll do something special. Around there about stuff we talk about and we usually do yeah, but、um, you know I'm a planner so I'm I'm thinking through we're already going to be in Tennessee so I'm、uh, you're probably not going to like my ideas but I've been looking for a day spa where we can go get massages and then trying to figure out where we we're going to go have a really nice dinner so I'm just like planning well, I've been thinking about it too we were going to go somewhere but we just doesn't it's not in the cards to like I know but we'll, somewhere I feel like our whole life is going somewhere. Yeah, it's true, <laughs> but we're going to be in Tennessee.、Oh. We love Tennessee. We'll have to bring our plans together because I've been also planning too,、Uh-oh. trying to surprise you. So <gasps> okay, we'll figure it out. Oh, I'm excited.、Know. We're going to go to the Poconos. Oh no, gosh, <laughs> we're going to get that champagne in, glass in, in 1993 when I was getting married. All we had was when you were getting married. Well, when we well, were... who was too. Well, when my fr- we were getting married. Okay, Javier,、um, we only had magazines. We didn't have Pinterest. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have any of that. And in every bridal magazine, there's always in the back the Poconos. And where are the Poconos? Virginia. In Virginia, and that heart-shaped bed and the champagne <laughs> and the champ- champ- <laughs> champagne jacuzzi tub.、Like、how you get up in that thing? In your room. <laughs> And it was just like everybody's like, man, we want to go to sit in a champagne-shaped jacuzzi, like off the ground. Come on, or sleep in a heart-shaped bed, which would be really hard because you'd have to kind of sleep like in a yeah, not only be touched while I'm sleeping, so not it, good. It would be weird. <laughs> and it's like everybody wanted to go there, but at, none of my friends. My love does not need a heart-shaped bed. My love. <laughs> yeah, in other words, I don't need a heart-shaped bed. To- Well, actually, I if I was to look at the, the those places right now, they're kind of gross. Like it, the I rooms were kind of dark and、uh, all the yeah, satin and the and 
Yeah. Kind of gives brown, me brown chicken brown cow. It, it kind of gives me heebie-jeebies. Yeah. So I'm good. glad we never went to the Poconos. We went so to we so, went to Hawaii. So you know we're not going to the Poconos. Our 25th anniversary, we went to Hawaii. Yes. No, um, on our honeymoon, honey, we were in Hawaii. No, 20 years in 25, 25. 20. We didn't go anywhere on our 25th. Oh. Okay. We, we, re- on we renewed our vows on the, 20th, on the 20th and we went to Hawaii. Oh, okay. But we went there on our honeymoon. True. That's true. Yeah. A couple times with the girls. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. I follow you. So Shannon, where do you, where do you want to go? Like lead me. I know we uh, have a couple of things we wanted to talk about and, but I think today we wanted to talk about. I want you to address men. <clears throat> I want you to talk to the husbands. Well, how about the wives that are listening to this? They're probably going to send this episode <laughs> to their phone immediately after listening um, because it's something we talk about a lot. And it's funny because the comments that we hear from the men and women on social media is, well, they go back and forth. They're like, why are you guys always harping on the men? And then and then other comments will be like, why are you guys only talking to the women? And it's like, no, 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 we give... We give fair share to husbands and wives. We're not just picking on one or the other, but we will say this, and I'll set it up this way and let you take it over, is biblically, the way that God established covenant marriage was that a man would be the head of his household, that he would be the one that would stand before God and give an account for his wife and their children. Like that is his job. And he says that that a husband should love his wife the way that Christ loved and laid down his life for the church. So you're that role that a man gets to take, gets to take, is that laying down your life for your family. Like you are self you are sacrificing and putting aside what your wants and yeah. needs and desires are to lay down for your family. What an awesome opportunity. And then my role is to come alongside you. And you do understand that that there's men who, that's new to hear, and there's men who don't understand that. Yeah. Like there are people who listen to this, and maybe you're not following God. I get that. And um, But once you understand, it doesn't negate the responsibility that we have as men yes. um, across the board. But some things like a lot of men, right? So you women that are listening to this, a lot of men, like they don't know how to do that. They don't know what that looks like. They're they're haven't had a good example. So oftentimes we think like, why won't they do this? Why won't they step up? Why won't they move towards me emotionally? Well, here's part of that is they don't know how. They have not had an example of what that looks like in their marriage. They've not had. I'm sorry. They have not had that example of what that looks like in um, maybe a marriage growing up with their parents. They've not had that example from a father. Um, from anybody around them, they don't know. They really don't know. I mean, I was listening to a podcast the other day from a guy who was a pastor, and he says, like, I, I grew up in a home where my dad, like, it was maybe Thanksgiving where he'd pick up a dish or two and bring it to the kitchen and help. Oh, but beyond that, he never did any of those things. Like, in my my, he goes, my mom gladly just got up and cleaned and served and mm-hmm. never said anything. He would sit and watch something or do whatever you want to do when it was time to clean up. And there's some people so that might argue with us I'm, in that point but I'm that say, that's their job that okay, they get to serve okay, that right. way. But I'm what I'm saying is he then when he was married, like 
he kind of did the same thing. Because that's what it he wasn't, saw. It wasn't out of a lack of desire to help. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that he was like, I don't want to help with dishes. I don't do that. He never said any of those things. Mm-hmm. He, it just, he just didn't see it. It didn't like, occur to him. He literally didn't even see it. Mm. Like sitting there, he could look at it and never... And never pass through his mind like I should get up and just go help. Now that frustrates me because I'm wired differently. I'm gonna be like absolutely 100. percent I'm gonna get up and help clean. I do the dishes typically almost every night, mm-hmm. not because Shannon can't or I feel obligated. It's a way to serve her, and I get to do it. And she she typically is cooking dinner, so she does those things. And there's times where she's actually cleaning dishes as she goes. Because that way I won't have as much to clean, which is very nice of her. She didn't always used to do that, but now she does that. Um, she used to also use a, the, the sink as a trash can while she was cooking, which irritated me. But now she doesn't do that anymore either. She uses the trash can as the trash can because it's the trash can. Javier, <laughs> you know that you lie but, through but your teeth. But here's the thing. You did that because it's what your mom did. And she didn't Just, throw it in the sink. She had a bowl. And threw everything as you in were there making a recipe, if you had it. a yes. can or... A box yes. of something. And it's totally fine. I just, it was random little rabbit trail. But I think what's happening is like, it's quick women, women like you might be quick to say, he just doesn't do this. He never does that. So you might need a pause and it may be true that he's not, but what is the why also behind it? Mm-hmm. So how do you invite him, right? That's that what we talked about a little bit last week, that whole thing about how do you invite your spouse into that as opposed to demand them to do these things. You're demanding something from the from your husband that it may not be a normal thing for him to do. It may evade him. And if you invite him into it, it may shift and change things. Like honey's been a really tough day. Would you would you mind helping me with the dishes and we can, you know, talk a little bit while we do it or would you just help me dry the dishes really quick? Like inviting them into it especially when they don't see it. Now, if you have a husband says like, that is your role, I ain't ever doing that, it's a different conversation you may need to have. Um, but in this case, I'm talking about how do you invite them into things that you might be frustrated with as opposed to demand of them? What about the wives who are listening who got the whole bait and switch? He did one thing oh, when I, they were yeah, dating, yeah. and now when they got married, he doesn't do those things anymore. Oh yeah, that's I mean that and that's that's on you, man. That's hundred percent on you because you sold her a not sold her. I, I don't I hope that you were trying to just sell her to marry you. Um I hope you were being authentically you during that time. But most men, yes, they turned it on when it comes to dating, getting the women, calling. Remember you used to call and you'd sit by the phone and just to hear their breath in the phone was enough. Like and now you're like don't breathe on me while you're sleeping. Like roll over. Like I don't want to see you. <laughs> so everything changes. Uh-huh. And yeah, there, so there are men who have done that. And now they're like, well, what happened? Right. They have taken for granted their their spouse. They've taken for granted the the marriage, right? The relationship. And they're not wanting to honor them as they used to by serving them. Uh-huh. So getting back to doing those things it's not a burden. It's not, it shouldn't feel like this way. It's a great joy to be able to serve your spouse in that way. But anyways, we're, I know we're kind of like. Well, I want to read this comment from the reel that you made about addressing the the men. And I want you to respond to this. I've heard so many men say their wives filing for divorce came out of the blue. This is rarely the case. It's usually years of neglect, husband 
is content being another child for the wife to care for until she decides she's had enough. That's a harsh reality. Now, that is not everybody's story, but um, apathy has set in yeah. with a lot of husbands in so, marriage, Javier. So most men, and most men will, um, and my friend Jeff Borkowski talks about this a lot, that most men will avoid um, the pain and the difficulty of things they have to go through or they have to face or work through in marriage. And for them, like typically it's going to be avoidance, right? And, you know, holding on to control. And so they stay in this vicious circle, right? So I forget what psychologists paint this picture of like this circle, this vicious circle of like avoidance and control, um, trying to stay in control. And then there's this wall of pain. And on the other side of that is freedom. But most men do want do not want to go through that pain. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go through what it means to become stronger men, to move through that pain, to choose what is hard, to choose what is difficult. Um, and, and I think we have a, sadly, a culture in a society right now that is shaping soft men, mm. men who are just a little soft and a little weak, um, who a little. don't know what it truly means, right? To, and we've talked about this on this podcast to authentically, to be a man, to be a man of God, to lead and to love, to lay down their lives. They don't understand what it means because that means you have to actually push past the discomfort and the pain and be uncomfortable to get to a place where you can engage with your wife emotionally, where if you don't know how to do that, you push past the discomfort of learning how or talking about it to get to that point. And, but most men just don't want to push past that, right? That they don't want to do the hard work of what it takes to actually, yeah, the hard work of, having a marriage that is thriving and fulfilling. Yeah. What true because they're masculinity not willing is willing to actually lay down their life. Their lives and to choose what is difficult. So they would rather live in discomfort because it's comfortable there for them. Yeah, they're comfortable in their discomfort. Comfort, yeah. Which is absolutely. a weird a really weird statement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a weird statement, but it's true that they're not willing to do right what it takes right, to become the great men. They're not willing to do what it takes um, because maybe it's unnatural for them or it's, you know, they haven't had that example. Mm -hmm. So they won't run towards the pain. They won't run towards what's uncomfortable. They'll run away from it. Mm -hmm. um, instead of moving towards their wife emotionally because they don't know how to do it, they just, they just won't. Mm -hmm. And then they wonder why intimacy is not great or why sex is not great, right? Well, you're not moving towards her emotionally first. And so I think... Most men, you know, I think, and one uh, something that I posted, I talk about, but most men are these soft, jelly filled, sugar coated, you know, men that have a vacuous hole in their marriage bucket. Um, <laughs> that, you know, they, instead of becoming strong and courageous and moving towards the things that are uncomfortable, that are difficult, they just retreat and they pull back. Mm -hmm. Um, and we weren't designed that way. Mm -mm. Like men are not designed for us to retreat. Like, you know, you may not know this, but 24-7 marriage sits under the umbrella of frontline ministries. And frontline, the reason why I always love that is because frontline denotes where we need to be. Yeah. It denotes where men need to be. 
Because on the front line is where we get to guard and protect, where we get to stand, we get to fight, we get to ensure that what's behind us is protected and shielded, and、um, that the enemy's not coming in, right, to take that down. Well, my three favorite G words: guard, guide, and govern. That's their yeah, job. We get to do that, right?、Mm-hmm. And on the front line, you get to also lock arms with others who are doing the, the same. same to support you, to stand with you. It's another piece that men aren't willing to do:、mm-hmm. to actually sit with another guy and say, "I'm struggling here. I don't know what to do. My wife keeps asking me to move towards her emotionally, and I don't know what to do." Then stink and ask somebody, get the help that you need. And talk about it.、Mm-hmm. It's okay, men, to talk to other men about what you're facing. Guess what? They're men, and they probably are facing the same thing. Too many of you have your you're so macho and try to prove yourself that you're not willing to be open and vulnerable with others to learn and to listen and to say, "Yeah, I struggle with that."、On、Most the- men are little boys inside, crying、yeah. out for help. And what and what they're sacrificing is their marriage. It's like you'll hold on to your pride and lose your marriage in the middle. One hundred percent. And it's like there's also the other side of this, Javier, is that what happens, unfortunately, to the wives that are married to men like this is、um, it doesn't bring out the best in us. Like we can choose better, but if I'm being honest, they turn passive aggressive. They become demeaning, demanding, and they begin to treat their husband like another child because that's how he's acting. Yeah, is it right for women to do that? Absolutely not. But it can become very frustrating when you don't have that male, masculine leadership that you so crave and desire that you that you're just like, well, now it just feels like I'm、yeah. babysitting another. So now、child. you have women. So what would you tell the women there? Listen to this: when you have a man who's not leading. Right at that way, and you're frustrated, and you're you you want to see that happen. You're、yeah. desiring for that to happen, and you want maybe what you saw early on, right? Like、mm-hmm. we talked last week, you want that story one marriage、yes. that you hoped for. Yes. Like what? What would tell I tell them? them? I would tell them first of all, your your initial instinct to want to push through and lead yourself. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Advise or demand、you. him to do certain things. Yeah, it, you're you're gonna want to push through, and you're like, I'll just lead myself. I'll just lead this family, and I'm gonna encourage you to pull back on that, and still allow him to lead in the capacity he can while you pray for him. But it's it's not what you do; it's what you say. Well, and so when you can come alongside your husband, and instead of saying Javier. I don't know how many times I have told you that the pool needs to be vacuumed, or the weeds in the backyard are out of control. You know what? You're so stinking lazy. I'll just freaking do it myself. This is how this is how the rage comes out. This is the passive aggressive. Instead of saying, "Hey,、um, the backyard." It it has been forgotten and neglected for a while. Is there a way? See, but when you just said that, what I hear is I didn't do my job. So that、mm. still doesn't help me. Okay, so let、no. me try、so, C. The backyard is a little neglected. No, I still it doesn't help me. Can I help you? This is what this is what would help. Like as a man, when you say, "Hey, hon, I I I so appreciate everything that you do, like how you work around this house yes, and the work leading you, with a positive, the work that you do, like just providing for our family."、Um, I know we worked really hard on our backyard to keep it clean, like. 
what does it look like if we can both like work on it this weekend yeah. together? Yes.、Um, and when you have time, you know, it would really mean a lot to me and I think to us because we work so hard on it、mm-hmm. to pull out some of those weeds and like just take care of some stuff together. It could be something you do together, right? Yeah. Instead of, so now you're because. When we hear a negative, when we hear what we're saying in our head, because remember, we're broken men, we're hearing, I'm not doing good, I'm messing up. And most men, if they feel they're not winning, they will retreat and pull away instead of move towards their spouse. It doesn't make sense. We should, we, move to- we should move towards the person that we love, that can support us. Yeah. But when we feel that we don't have what it takes, And we already know we're not doing a good job.、Yeah. Most men, they know when they're not doing well, when they're neglecting the things around them, but they're not disciplined. They haven't been taught that. But They've gotten where, lazy. But that's where apathy、they、sets in. They play the video game. Yeah. Because they know. But, but the, point, the point that you cross over is when you no longer care. There's a point where you're like,、uh, I know that I'm not taking care of the、yes. things around the house, or my wife asked me to do this and I'm not doing these things and it weighs on me.、Yes. But then there's a point where you cross the line where you're like, I don't really care anymore. And part of that is it's their responsibility, period. It is their responsibility to take ownership of those things and not let those things slack as men. Like they have to like, step into those things that we don't even enjoy doing. But we know that we need to be doing because it's a way to serve and honor and steward well the things that we've been given. But some men get to that point because they know they've been nagged and nagged and nagged, and how their wife has told them, I don't care anymore. It doesn't matter what I do, anyways. She's going to respond this way.、Mm-hmm. So, how you speak to him and the way you come towards your spouse is so significant. So, You have, to, you have to begin to see your husband, see your man as the man he is becoming, not maybe who he is yes, right now. Yeah,、so、you、good. have to speak to him as the man that he is becoming with respect, because when he feels respected, he's going to give love.、Mm-hmm. So when you, you tell him, like, honey, like, life over him. can I, I want to share with you, like, right now, I feel, I feel alone sometimes because I, I really would love to be able to do this with you. Or I feel that we've neglected some of the things like around the house. We use the word we because there's some ownership in that. Like, I feel that we can do better in this area. What do you think it would look like, honey, if we, like, we took care of this in the backyard because I want to host this? Like, you know, like, how would that, what would that look like? Well, I could go out there and I could we and I could, oh, that'd be awesome. Now, all of a sudden, he's doing those things and he's been invited into it and not demanding, right? Typically, I'm wired this way too. If Shan demands something of me, it's hard. Well, you shut down. I shut down. Yeah. When she says, hey, hon, when you have the, when you have the chance, can you do this? Because I really would love to eat outside tonight、um, and we can play a game together and hang out. Could you clean this up? And I'd be like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Now, I probably knew it needed to be done. But she invited me into something, and that's different than demanding something from your spouse or from your husband. Yeah. Well, there's also the different learning styles that we have in, in marriage, too. So,、um, obviously, you might not say things exactly the way that Javier and I laid them out for you. You have to, it has to be authentic, it has to come from you. But, but if your authentic self is yelling and screaming, that's not that, your authentic self. No, not yelling and screaming, but there are ways that you can communicate how you feel. And bottom line is, as women who are married to men who maybe are in this place, our, our job is to speak life over them. And sometimes it feels exhausting. And I've coached a lot of women and I've told them, I know that as mad as you're 
you are right now and there are 99 things he's doing wrong, I want you to find the one thing that he does right and tell me what it is. And they'll think and they'll think, well, you know what, Shannon, he gets up and he goes to work every day and he brings home a paycheck and that we keeps a roof over our head and food. And I said, "Then, then you need to verbally tell him that you are thankful that he works so hard for your family every day. Yeah. Even though he, he knows that's what he's supposed to do, he needs to hear it from you. Yeah. So if there are 99 things that your husband's doing that you want to strangle him for, I want you to find the <laughs> one thing that you can admire and love about him and tell him. And what begins to happen that shifts your mindset, your thinking about them, yes. that you start seeing the good and not the negative. Because yes. what happens when you, all you see is that negative, That's all you'll you're see. just, again, like we said last week, you're you're becoming the lawyer and not the lover. And you're building a case. And yeah. so nothing they do wins. Like, oh, yeah. So he did it once. Whatever. <laughs> he helped me once. With it. Whatever. Like, that's just not going to work, yeah. right? Now, in wrapping this up, men, um, you got to step up. You got to stand up. Because regardless of if it's even delivered to you the wrong way because they're frustrated, because the wall's gone up, because it's been years and you haven't engaged in this area, you haven't moved towards them emotionally, and they don't unpack it for you well, they don't talk to you about it well when they're sharing, suck it up. Do what you're called to do to love, pursue, and serve your wife regardless of how they may be acting. Typically, they're responding, to what maybe you reacting, done to the things you have done or haven't done yeah. Um, because marriage is a mirror. And so I'm telling you now that you still have a responsibility regardless of their actions or behaviors to move towards them. So let it not be said about you that you not move towards them, work on things, work on you um, to heal and restore and strengthen your marriage. Um, You carry it. So you cannot... Use one another as an excuse Mm-mm. for why you are not pursuing or loving the person because you're called to love them, period. Not love them if they. But she. Love but them, he. period. Favorite With words. With that, we shall drop the mic. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you all. Uh, thank you for being part of the 24 7 Marriage family. Uh, have an incredible week. And always remember in marriage, you don't have to. You get to. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Please be sure to hit subscribe and like this episode or leave us a review. To learn more about 24-7 Marriage, go to 247marriage.org or click the link in our bio on all social media platforms. And remember, in marriage, you don't have to, you get to. We'll see you next week.